0: This is the Rediscovering Resilience podcast, helping you create more health, wealth, and happiness for yourself, your family, and business. I'm Stu Darling, and I'll be sharing everything you need to rediscover your resilience and live a life beyond limits. Hey guys, it's Stu. Welcome to this episode of the Rediscovering Resilience podcast. This is a little bit of a serious one, it was a question that I was asked. And remember, if you've got questions that you want me to answer, just drop me a message, drop me an email, drop a comment, and yeah, I'll do a podcast about it. And we can, you know, we can open it up more broadly because you know, we all know that there's no such thing as a silly question. And we also know that there's probably lots of people out there who are thinking or wondering the same thing. This one came from um, friends at Wellington Zoo in New Zealand. Um, how to deal with death? Wow, how did that come from a zoo? Well, yeah. One thing that we sometimes don't think about, unless it hits the headlines, is that zookeepers, the um, the animal carers in the zoo, they sometimes have to deal with the death of their animals. And these could be animals that they've cared for for years and years. And you know, death hits them. We've seen it. You know, we all know that the death of a family pet sometimes hits us harder than the death of a family member. That's okay. Death hits all of us differently. Look, I told you this was a little bit of a different one. But you know, it's really important. I wanted to take you through the, um, the death cycle the, the grief cycle uh in this podcast because sometimes when we understand what we're going through it makes things a little bit easier it was the death of um a chimpanzee in Wellington zoo that brought this conversation to the fore that it birthed this podcast so there are five simple steps to the grief cycle Starts with denial, moves to anger, then turns to um, bargaining, then we get to depression, and finally, acceptance. Now, we're going to go into each of those quickly, but separately. You're... Yeah. When something bad happens, and look, just a small side to this, we can go through the grief cycle for many, many things. We can go through a grief cycle when we leave a job and move to a new one. We can go through a grief cycle when um, friends move away. We can go through a grief cycle when we give up a bad habit. When I stopped drinking alcohol for 333 days, I went through the grief cycle and i was able to recognize each step of the grief cycle as i went through the process until i got to acceptance so first up we deny that it ever happened you know, we try and get on with life as if that bad thing didn't happen if that that person didn't die that friend didn't leave i didn't have a drinking problem we just deny it we just shut it out completely and pretend it's not there but Unfortunately, that can't last for that long because there are always the alarm bells, there are always the memories that say not there. When my father died when I was 10, you know, the denial piece happened. But then everyone turned up and there was a funeral. Well, you know, you really can't deny things when you see a coffin on the plinth at the front of the church but then we go back through denial again it's it's circular but then we get to the next stage we become angry we're angry why did this happen to us why did they leave us why can't life be like the way it was and we flash and we reach out and we just get angry with anyone and anything around about us especially that transition from denial through to anger. Look, you know, why isn't it the way it used to be? We get angry. We are unkind to people around about us who you know, maybe just want to help us. But you know, that's step two. We've got to go through this, guys, before we get to the third area, which is bargaining. You know, we bargain as well. Your know, life would be different if we be- we create stories around about, what actually happened we try and reach out to other people to bargain with them to actually fill that gap for us we bargain with alcohol we bargain with food to take away the pain of what happened how can we how can we just make life better than it was? We'll do anything to make it work. Sometimes after you know, the death of a, of a loved one, we end up in unhealthy relationships just to try and fill that gap. I'm bargaining to try and make my life a little bit better. But none of it works. And over time we realize that none of it works and that's when we hit depression that's when we go downhill very very rapidly because we're beginning to realize that that person isn't coming back or my life's never going to be the same again we become depressed that's the time we need to reach out for help That's the time that we need to have people around about us. And by knowing that we're moving through the grief curve, we can prepare friends and family or counsellors to be there for us when we hit that stage. And then the final stage is acceptance. We realise that life has moved on. That old habit is no longer there. That person, that loved animal, is no longer a part of our lives, and we begin to rebuild that life around about us. We know that life will never, ever be the same again, but we've accepted that the transition has happened. Now, wouldn't it be great if it was that simple? Wouldn't it be amazing if it was that simple? Unfortunately, the grief curve is different for every single one of us. Some people work their way through the grief curve. Some people never get to acceptance. Some people get to one part of it and then stop. And this can be decades later, they are still trapped in their personal grief curve. They haven't moved on. Sometimes we go backwards in the curve. We get to that bargaining place. And the outreach isn't working. That new thing that we have chosen to fill that hole isn't filling the hole. So we get angry again. And then we move back in to the um, the bargaining part of, of the grief curve. So we move backwards and forwards through it. Now, why am I sharing this? Well, too often we think we have to do it ourselves. No one else has been through this. Well, lots of people have been through it. The death of a family pet, the death of a family member. People have been there. People have been through it. We can reach out to them. But often we just think of the grief curve as something that happens when people die. Well, you know, as we saw in Wellington Zoo, you know, those close relationships build up. Those relationships we have with toxic substances build up. And when that shifts, when that changes, the animal goes to another zoo or the animal walks across the rainbow bridge. We need to be prepared for this. We need to know that we're going to deny it to start with. We need to know that we're going to get angry. And then we are going to try and bargain our way out of this then we're going to get low we're going to feel quite bad about it before we get to acceptance and if we know that we're going to go through all of those phases then we can be better prepared for it unfortunately in the developed world death isn't spoken about which is a bit nuts when you think about it because It happens all around about us. We know it's going to happen to us at some point. But really, since the Victorian era, the time of Queen Victoria and and the British Empire, um, we've stopped talking about death. Because, well, we might upset people. Really? People are going to get upset about death. It's going to happen. So let's talk about it a little bit more. We are, I'm going to say that We are very, very fortunate. When I say we, I mean my family. You know, our children were always brought up, um, I'm going to say surrounded by death. And that's not meant to sound as awful as it maybe did. Being in the British Army at the time I was serving, you know, we were engaged in the Balkans. We were engaged in Iraq many, many times. We were engaged in Afghanistan and lots of other places. And that meant that there was always the risk that our soldiers and sailors and airmen wouldn't come home. From a family perspective, my kids, and especially the Lady Elizabeth, had to face the possibility that I might not come home from my next trip overseas. So that was always a part of our life, how they would deal with that situation. But for the most part, the developed world is fortunate enough not to have to think about these things. Well, maybe we should think about these things a little bit more, because if we did think about these things and we realized that there's a lot of science and counseling surrounding how we deal with grief, then we can be better prepared when it comes knocking at our door so for you know for the zoo crew at wellington zoo i know it's a it's a few months um since uh since the chimpanzee died but i hope that this podcast has pointed you in the right direction as to how all of you were affected but especially how the keepers were affected. Those with the close relationships with the animals were affected and can be affected every day. Grab a cup of coffee, sit down, listen to the podcast again. Um, Talk about this. Bring it out into the open. Have these conversations with your friends. Cup of coffee, a glass of wine, glass of water, whatever it is. Start having these conversations. It's all around about us but we choose not to talk about it. And by not talking about it, we just bottle it all up and then it hits us square in the face and we're unprepared. Have the conversation. The five steps of denial, anger, bargaining, depression before we get to acceptance. Have the conversations. Look, and if if this is... If this has triggered something, reach out. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to me. You're more than welcome to reach out. If this has been triggering for you or you've realized that you've been living in one of the stages for a little bit too long, whatever too long feels like for you, reach out. Go and have a conversation. It doesn't have to be the psychologist, the psychiatrist, the mental mental health specialist. Sometimes it's just a conversation with a mate over a cup of coffee. I hadn't realized, can we have the conversation about? Go and have the conversation. If you can see that someone is hurting, use this podcast as an opportunity to go and reach out and help them. Remember, that's what this is about. Bit of a meaty subject for this one, but important. I'll see you next time. Okay, guys, now it is your turn. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Throughout it, you were probably thinking of a few people who you would love to hear the message. So please, become part of the solution. While you are rediscovering your resilience, please share this podcast with two people who you think need to rediscover their resilience. Become part of the solution. Let's actually start solving the challenges that all of us face. Thanks, guys. This was the Rediscovering Resilience podcast with Stu Darling. For more content, head to www.studarling.com.